This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we jump into today's episode, we just want to remind you to rate and review our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you're up to it, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at HBO Girls Rewatch. And if you care about us even a little tiny bit, subscribe to our YouTube page. Hey, I think it's time to lean into Lena now. Let's get into that episode. Welcome back, back to, to HBO, HBO Girls Rewatch. I'm Amelia. And I'm Evan. And, and we're... Oh my god, uh, it's season three! It's season three! It's season oh three! Oh my god, this show is going by so fast. I know, we're already... After this season ends, we'll be halfway through the series. We'll be halfway through the series and two epi- one more episode in and we're actually one third way. Because there's 12 episodes this season and 12 episodes in season four. <laughs> Whoa, any math heads out there? Get it pumped. Uh, <laughs> this episode is called Females Only. Females Only, which is a reference to Jess's sign she has to wear around the rehab. But we'll get yeah, into that. Yeah, but we'll get into that, of course. We left off season two really thinking like, oh, some things have found a happy ending. Like things are going to be okay for these girls. Then boom. Except for Hannah. Uh, yeah, but even Hannah, I mean, we'll get into it. Well, okay, we keep being like- <laughs> You're we're, rubbing your legs yeah. so much. You're so nervous. <laughs> we'll, we'll be getting into it. Wait, Our guest anything? is about to ring Oh my God, I'm so excited. We are so excited. We were like, females only. Who is the most famous <laughs> girl in this town? Who's the most famous female in this yeah, town? Yeah, like, female what, only. what do we think about when we think about girl? It's this girl. We're so excited. You all already love her and know her, I'm sure. But for now, let's talk about us. What's up with you, Ev? Anything- Oh, God, you might have to anything cut this because I'm like, is anything brewing? It's like, I feel weird the whole time because freelancing is unfulfilling sometimes, most of the time. Yeah, Actually, but everything's unfulfilled. I know, but your phone calls with your mom have seemed like extra sad about freelance lately. Well, it's just like you talk to your mom and she never gets it. Totally. And you're trying your best, but moms don't understand um, the Gen Z culture and what um, what progress can look like, even if it's progress is nothing. Totally. No, I feel that way because of dinner with my dad i was like you that's really let's you talk don't on know that. let's talk on that you don't know anything about my inner world even a little bit so Amelia's dad comes to new york once every three months and actually that's pretty frequent but he only yeah. comes on a monday for some reason and wants to get a dinner like asap and it's like you have to make a reservation 12 minutes before you leave the door <laughs> i know it's so much pressure leave from the door um but yeah no every time i see my dad i'm just reminded that like our worlds are so different and we have almost nothing in common. <laughs> You're going so existential. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I also might have done a party thing on Saturday that really lowered my serotonin and that affected me deeply. Um, Ooh. So that's no, it, probably part of it's, it. People do this party thing you're talking about. My friend did it one time for one second and literally disassociated for a whole week and had to go to the hospital like To call it a party thing is <laughs> so like <laughs> I just named it that. Intent. Um, I like party thing. Yeah, to do a party thing and then feel bad is one of the most famous things that happens. I'm battling a piece of like cystic acne, but it's on this side of my face. So it's amazing I can cheat out this way. So we're not going to see it because I use tretinoin, which is like a retinol. And sometimes during retinol, they like will break you out so much um, because they have this purging phase. But I thought I already got through the purging phase. But this is like, this is big. This is bad. You got to get rid of the bad to let in the good. Yeah, but it's not. Do, it's not going away. Well, no, you just have to trust that. There's no like whitehead of it all. Like I can't pop it. It's kind of just like hard. I know this was happening That's to cancer. Me last week. It's not. It's not a tumor. <laughs> Cut that. Cut that. Um, did you write a letter to yourself for the Lionsgate portal? I wrote oh, one last no. night. Lionsgate was yesterday. It's probably gonna be like two weeks from now when yeah. this comes out. But um, Lionsgate was yesterday, which is like the number one day to manifest. I absolutely forgot to write a letter. The only thing I like wrote to myself was like um, a to-do list and I didn't accomplish it. So uh, is that good manifestations are just kind of to-do lists. Yeah, but it's supposed to be like one year from today that thing will come true. And like the thing from today is going to come true is like, like edit a video. <laughs> Our <laughs> lives are so cringe. <gasps> So cringe. Which is why we love talking about girls because, honey, these girls are cringe. It's funny because it's literally a straight guy who's a lead singer of like a very micro band. 
okay, that sounded mean. But, like, it's not a big band. But, like, like still, like, New York creative, like, so Charlie coded. Like, message me, he's like, just started girls. I'm like, how are you thinking? But he's like, love it. So cringe. It's like, even straight men have that. That's crazy. Love it. So cringe. <laughs> I'm a- not paraphrasing. Straight guy even said, love it. So cringe. I hope people feel that way about our podcast. Well, I think they, it's like, it's more binary where it's like, love it. So cringe. It's not like, it's not one sentence. It's actually two different thoughts. It's two thoughts. Either it's so cringe or you love it. And with that, let's cross dissolve to our guest. Oh. Guys, Sabrina's here. Guys. Woo! So excited to be here. We are so excited. When we messaged you and you messaged back, we screamed. <gasps> are we you screamed. Speaking? We were running around the house. Are you serious? Because we I literally was waiting for you guys to message me. But we I said, like- I'm going to play hard to get. <laughs> I said, I'm just going to give them a follow. I'm just going to give them a follow <clears throat> and hopefully they'll get the vibes and then you reciprocated the vibes that no you were on list need, day we one to be here. Yeah. you were on list day one we were uh, like we're gonna have to wait until we um like get bigger <laughs> oh stop well i feel like i see i actually have had some friends send me like some of the because i love how you guys match it with all the images on amelia's one of the world's best editors love, love. and I've, i i feel like i see it everywhere i see it on tiktok instagram and people are very into it and have sent me it so you you're guys so are nice you guys are like well it's such a great idea i think you know it's obviously we're all i think there's been so much talk about girls i mean obviously that's yeah. a tiktok thing right now no 100%. and it makes sense to it's such a specific thing that has so many problems, but also has so many things that are interesting to be like, well, that's still yeah, exactly applies. I love this know? new segment you just created where you compliment us in the beginning. Oh, yeah. That's big. That's, we might have to implement that's that. That's the structure. Yeah. So it goes, step one, I compliment you guys. Yeah, perfect. Then we got into it. Yeah, Absolutely. compliment war. Absolutely. It's so Jewish. <laughs> yes. I mean, when you said you were Jewish a second ago, I have to say was a little surprised. But oh, really? It's very like it's Amy Schumer being Jewish in this mm. episode where they call her Shiksa, but it's like we all know Amy Schumer's Jewish. It's Do a, they call her Shiksa in this episode? Yeah, because oh, Ray's I- like, oh, that little spicy Shiksa. <gasps> yeah. God. Yeah, he says that. Oh, my God. I didn't even yes. know she was Jewish. She's oh, whole like, thing. I think she's like half Jewish, but she's related to Chuck Schumer. That's right, crazy. exactly. And that's a big QQ. Which is a v- exactly. That's, that's a like big... Ben Shapiro being related to the Matilda actress. What? They're cousins. <laughs> like the little girl. Yeah, M- Mira Wilson, I think her name They're is. They're cousins? Yeah. Do you okay. know that website, Jewornot.com? No. So if you've ever looked up if someone's Jewish or not, this UI from like 2010 pops up <laughs> and it rates someone one out of 14 if they're Jewish or not. And it runs through, it's like, they're culturally Jewish, but they're not actually Jewish. They're like, they have Jewish vibes. Or they're right. like, they're 14. It's like raging Jew. Right. Get them a they're like mitzvah. more yeah. Jewish than you'd think. Exactly. Than you'd think. exactly. I love that. And that's a really important resource. Exactly. exactly. It's so That's important. this whole show too. It's like it's everyone's so casually Jewish. Yes. Including Lena. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which were like, which parent is the Jewish? It's parent? his grandma. Her mm. one of her grandmothers is Jewish. And they mentioned it in an episode. Yes. So that's what we're, we got clarification on. Because- We've this is so much debate in this show. We're mm. like, Marnie's the only one we know isn't Jewish, but it's like Rhea Wilson. That's like, she reads so Jewish, right? I know it, then, everyone reads Jewish, right? Obviously, yeah. Adam Driver reads as like not Jew, but could play a Jew, yeah. yeah. He could play a Jew, it's very like Rachel Sennett, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> he's the Shiva, baby. yeah, he <laughs> is that is what he is, literally. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to think, yes, and then oh, well, then obviously. Shosh. Yes. Yeah. Well, Shosh, yeah, she's a 14 on the Jew scale. Yeah, she is. Yeah, and, well, exactly. She, yeah, she's as, because her dad, you know, that's, Mel that's Mel. Jewish American theater right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But, uh, but anyways. But exactly. let's dive in. Yes. Where were you when girls first came out? Ugh. Guys, girls was really formative for me. Our last guest, we were like, we're having Sabrina Bryan next. We're like, that's a student of Lena Dunham. Someone said that. Yeah. yeah. Ivy. Well, we actually said, need to send you the two am. minutes of that episode where she just talks about how much she adores you. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Last episode. That's, oh, we're going to send it can over. Can you send it to me? Of yeah. course. That's, thank you. I love you. It's part of compliments. Oh, I my mean. God. Yeah that's, that's, yeah. that's also, you have to, people to compliment me in your other episodes. Exactly. That's also, oh, yeah. that's part of the structure. But um, so <laughs> when girls came out, I, well, I actually might have. I think that I had seen Tiny Furniture before Girls came out. I was really in it. My mom was really like you – like I think she just was like, oh, yeah. Like just knew it was going to have that significance for me 
and was like that's your mom sounds amazing your mom. yeah, yeah. yes my mom is a writer so like she has her finger on the pulse oh. i must have been going into my senior year like around there like, oh, that's like junior the into senior it was like the perfect it really was because they're like big sister vibes you're like my life's about to be like that exactly yeah. and like you don't have actually any idea what living in new york is like yeah. even i don't know if you feel this way being from westchester but like even though i grew up coming and hanging out with my Brooklyn friends it's like you don't actually have any sense i was trying it. to explain this to my parents literally last week i was like i I'm like, I don't call myself a New Yorker in always sense because it's like, I was born here. I grew up in here until I was like mm. two and then we moved to Westchester and you're telling one you're from New mm. York. They're like, no, you're not. You're not. Mm. And, and it's like, I have no idea. It's like, I'm only a New Yorker to other people that don't live in New York. Yes. Or not from New York. Yeah, you're exactly. so New York to those people. I'm so New York you're to those so people. You're so New York. But like to like a Brooklyn kid exactly. who like has, like I have friends who went to high school here they spit and on never you. left. It's like, it's like they they laugh you <laughs> off. But anyways, anyways, so my mom, I rem- I do have this memory of her being like, you have to watch this. But I think first it was Tiny Furniture. So Tiny Furniture. Your mom is so good. She's really cool. Tiny, she loves when I talk about her on podcasts. Hey, mom. Um, <laughs> she's like, oh my God. Uh, but so I remember watching it with her, which is funny because I was like, you know, in high school and there's like a really graphic sex scene. And I was like, what are they doing? Um, and so I watch Tiny Furniture and then I think I knew about the kind of folklore of Judd Apatow email. Do you know the story yeah. of like the ha- email and the she email. thought it was a joke. She was like, is it a joke? And honestly, ever since that happened, I was like, well, that's what I want to happen to me. Like it really it like was actually very formative. Well, really- Lionsgate was yesterday, if you know what that is, number one manifestation day of the year. Is that true? Yeah. So I'm sure the gate's not fully Did closed Did I yet. manifest yeah. enough yesterday? Hopefully. Yeah. It was, it was yesterday. It's not today. I missed the deadline. I'm sure the gate is still somewhat open. Okay. It's, it's open. A it's a jar. It's a jar. Judd Apatow will message me and develop my my material. Yes. But um, manifesting. Or has he has? He I has. Heard, exactly. I heard exactly. That, that's manifestation. That, that's not the yeah. one, it's not will. It's he. He already is going to. He, he loves your stuff. Last year, it's like it. you're gonna be like, I can't believe I said that last year because like, now it's here. No, like during the writers' right? Yeah. Like literally. <laughs> but so I, I'm trying to remember the chronology of it. But I really think what it was. My mom was like, "Tiny furniture, let's check this out." We watched it. I like. I loved it. It really stuck with me, and so I do feel like when we wa- started watching Girls, it was like. This excitement of could that be me one day? Could I create something that then turns into something else? So I definitely – and I think it probably was the first time I really was like, oh, I guess I really, really need to generate my own material in order to to act. Because I looked at, you know, Lena Dunham as, you know, someone who – it's you know she's she wasn't just an actress it was about her voice and it was about her direction and it was about the whole package and what she brought to the screen which I do think she's really funny in it and really great yeah. but it, it's like there's that meta thing of when exactly. you're watching it you know it's not just about her acting it's about the whole package of her and I think I felt at that time you know I was very aware of how competitive it was going to be to enter this field and yeah. that's when my brain started going okay well I'm about to go to college I need to like not just be acting, but I need to be learning to write and I need to be generating. And, you know, that's how exactly. I ended up doing comedy yeah. and all those things totally. in college. So it literally was actually like so formative for me. And then I remember I it makes me think too of um I one time Sophie Zucker, amazing yeah, yeah, comedian yeah. and friend. I, I remember one time she did a set where she like mentioned loving the show. And I feel like this was right before people were talking about it again on TikTok. And it was still at that time where it's like you kind of can't admit that you loved it. Right. And she was like, I'm not going to lie. Like it was formative for me. Like look at me. Like I, she's this like Jewish, like New York yeah. kind of girl. She was like, yeah, it was formative. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And like I remember like being in the audience being like, I relate to that. And so it is. And I really am loving with you know, what you guys are putting out there and the convo on TikTok, how it's nice to be able to look at something that is very problematic and has a lot of issues, mm-hmm. but be able to really, you know, not look at it in its entirety, but go, okay, this moment. It's kind of like how we talk about sex in the city, I feel like. Yeah. You know? It's so like finally exactly. at a point where it's like, you're not a bad person for enjoying a show that yes. has a lot of amazing things that Exactly. And you can also still acknowledge Like you can be, like impact. we also are like, Lena, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, girl? It's a really And I think especially point. in this episode, there are yeah. those kinds of moments. Well, the which sex we'll in the into. city yes. reference. I mean, if you look at Anne just like that, they've made it all the way to other direction now. Which is like so, so cheesy. So unproblematic. Yes, but we love. Oh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. So chat GBT generated. Totally. I'm like, okay, right. Totally. 
And it's almost like, I mean, obviously there would never be a girls reboot, but it's like it would, you know, it would be interesting to imagine what would know, it look like? Are they all going to have a black best friend? Right, exactly. Because they would, they would be aware yeah. of the discourse now right. in the way that Sex in the City, they're aware of what the discourse yeah. has been of like. Because anytime someone says that Sex in the City, they're like, I love it. It's the best. It's 90s. It's 90s. Like everyone, yeah. it's like they want you to know, like, I know, I know there, because like yeah. there's certain moments in it where you're like, it's so, there's certain jokes they make that you're like, oh my God. But then there are other things in it that are so feel so re- weirdly yeah, relevant. Yeah, like, this is the first time a woman ever got to say this. And then that too. And then yeah. you exactly. put it in that, in that context and you're yeah. like, that's so interesting. But so I do, I, it's kind of interesting that girls, I feel like is coming up in that way as yeah. almost this like archival thing. Well, I feel like mm-hmm. you're, make, you're making such a good point. But it's like, if you look at the West Village now, it's truly just like sex in a city Disneyland version. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone's like doing experimental version, like so avatar true. style. They've built the whole world around it. Mm-hmm. And like truly parts of Brooklyn are kind of like this, mm-hmm. this touch point like, of girls as well. It does feel like I moved here and was like, I'm performing girls. Oh, literally. Rather yeah. than like, what am I experiencing? <laughs> you were like Marnie being like, Rent is the reason I moved to yeah. New York. You're like, girls is the reason I moved no, to No, literally. You Stop know. it in. Uh, Let's jump into the episode. Yeah. We, we do something start- called Minute to Win It. I'm ready. Okay, three, two, one. So Shauna's waking up in a stranger's bed. Jess is cleaning a plate. Marnie's in New Jersey. And Lena me. is taking her pills. Adam's running into his ex and is mm-hmm. having a battleground out there. And Jess is being at B-I-T-C-H at rehab and no one's going for it. Mm-hmm. Again, Marnie you, you is to- back at her mom's house in New Jersey. She's devastated because Charlie left her. And so now mm-hmm. she's like, I thought the life I was going to have is no longer the life I'm going to have. And then um, Hannah is allowed not getting sued by her editor. She's actually writing a lot of online stuff for him. And he's really proud of her. Um, and then Adam is trying to be a boyfriend. Right. Yes. <laughs> and I and Shosh is studying, She's studying which by girl. the way, I'm like, why is she still in college? <laughs> but and then also Hannah is it seems like there's a little thread of she was affected by the Amy Schumer intervention with Adam's ex in the beginning and she has some of those thoughts in her head. So she's trying to make sure that her relationship with Adam is different from mm-hmm. their relationship. And then that leads to her being like, we're hanging out with my friends. And he's like, I don't want to hang out with your friends. And she's like, you have to. I think that's the chronology. Exactly. And then Adam gives a kind of a really amazing mm-hmm. speech to Marnie. Mm-hmm. And Jesse gets kicked out of rehab. That's the episode. That's the episode. Uh, that's uh, literally everything that happened. And I guess – and Jesse gets kicked out for eating out a girl. Mm-hmm. I know. Can you get kicked out of rehab for – for eating, eating pussy. pussy. Yeah. yeah. You're like, is that is, is that in the guidelines? Yeah, like, is that <laughs> maybe. Okay, context. I have not watched girls since the first time I watched girls, basically. Okay, I've watched, you haven't really rewatched I it. haven't. It, so I so so much of my like core memories of it uh-huh. are from that time of my right. life. I've rewatched the first few episodes for fun and I've rewatched like my favorite scenes on like YouTube. Like your dad's gay. Your dad's gay. Like that's my favorite <laughs> thing ever. So it's one of my favorite things ever. Um, but I have so it, it really, I feel like, especially visually, you have that feeling of going, oh, this is not really how I remember it. And I I really specifically remember this episode with Danielle Brooks, who yes. plays the role who, you know, just a terrorizes and hooks up with um I always I remember at the time feeling like this feels off but was a kid and like couldn't articulate it so it was I looking into this episode I was like is it still gonna feel off to me like that whole storyline and it felt way worse (laughs) also I don't know if this is fact but I think it's I think it might be you guys maybe have talked about this but so I actually used to work for Daniel Brooks oh Casey, my god who played no totally. it's the same it's the same casting director is that what you're about to oh, say oh is it oh I didn't girls know girls and Orange is New Black have the same yeah, casting director incredible. so that's why we're kind of seeing this crossover right here mm, so a little, little cinematic crossover yeah a little yeah. cinematic and I remember Danielle saying once she was like I was the first black person on girls is that she's first I black woman yeah third season first black woman crazy <laughs> yikes second of all like, it was so – I mean, like, Queen Danielle Brooks, nothing against her. Like, she's literally – I mean, I'm so aware of how talented she is. I 
seen so much of her stuff and she's incredible. It was so crazy to me, like just to. Were you her personal assistant? I did personal assisting for her, but I worked for her manager. So. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, and it was so crazy to me because I, I mean, I don't know what your guys' reaction to it, but I felt like it was like so horrific, like that storyline. Like, um, it felt so like, um, like she was such a prop. You know, did you guys right. feel that way? Oh, definitely. It felt like she, you know, I mean, for like she's out. It's like. There's, she's outing her. There's, I understand that at the time, maybe that was like felt really edgy, like that, that Mm -hmm. Jessa is like, you're a raging lesbian. And like, I could, I, you know, but to me, this felt like something that really didn't age well because all I'm seeing is like, you're outing her. We're pretty aware as an audience that there are rarely black people on this show and you're outing (laughs) her and terrorizing her. And like she like especially when she was really going after her exactly. about the uncles yeah like I actually do, didn't feel this way about the other jokes and don't always feel this way re, like in the scenes I've rewatched mm-hmm. but that was a moment where I was like oh like if I never saw girls and only saw this episode or like this scene I'd be like ooh I do think yeah. it's funny because Lena Dunham's so good at writing gay men mm. and usually gay men are depicted as props in so many tv shows but then when it comes to any character poc it's like oh that's you're such a, a good prop. point because yeah I, because elijah is like very not prop and it's and yeah. i feel like he starts out a little that way but they really explore yeah him. A pilot they're like is he could be anyone he he's kind of just here and then he's, he and we see more as we go along totally like, no yeah. he's he's kind of he's got a full breath right there totally yeah so yeah that i mean for me it again that was always something I remember. Like, I'd be like, remembering that Danielle was in Girls, I, like, had talked to her about it once. Yeah. And so when you were, like, this episode, I was like, oh, my God, it's the Danielle episode. Like, I had wanted to rewatch this, too, to kind of, like, get that yeah. fresh perspective on it. And my conclusion is it was, like, even worse than I remember yeah. <laughs> how they treated the character. And also then in the last scene when Jessica gets kicked out, she says she was a fat like I think like yeah I can't I'm like you can say and I was was like don't get that sound clip of me and and called her fat said that and then said it was charity work so it's like you know look if it had been this like mutual attraction where like they had this genuine like at first maybe at first Jessa was making fun of the character and then she realized you know like humanized her and realized but that's not what it was it was like she wasn't taking the character seriously she was antagonizing she she was outing her and then she um you know hooked up with her as almost this like weird like um it, you know, yeah, you're right. It, like it charity case. She's describing yeah. her friends as ugly, but she doesn't even care. Right. It's yeah. like, I'm so crazy. I'm so different that I'm just going to hook up with you. Like, it had nothing to do with Danielle. Like, it was so dehumanizing. Yeah. And if you see Jemima, <sighs> on, and Jemima's always like, they did a Q&A recently. It's like, are you gay? It's like, not. I'm straight as a piece of string was yes. her response. Yeah. Which is hilarious. So you, which is funny. <laughs> and But no one's, they, no one's was, gay. Like, she would be gay. We've talked about this before, but like. Jessa would be gay. She of course, totally today, would be. But she's so not gay here. Yeah, they were yeah. doing the whole like, I'm not gay. It's just it's crazy that I'm still going to be like this because I'm just so crazy. It just felt she's like she's worldly. Being, is she's the so word. worldly. Yeah. And again, like Daniel's character was just a prop in Jessa's worldliness. And it's also well, just like, yeah. it goes to show you because it's also like Lena is writing her as like a character that we are rooting for still. So it's like, why are you making right. her so evil? That's the thing. When we're supposed to be feeling bad that she's like having a tough time. Like, but she's literally like committing crimes. No, and, <laughs> and that's the thing. And it's like, again, if there had been that arc of, okay, maybe at first she's dehumanizing the character, but then by the end of the episode, she realizes, oh, we it's have like more in common, than yeah. them, right? But that's not what it was. No, it is funny because it feels like Jess's love language is act of service here. It's like, she's bonding with this girl. It's like, okay, let me eat you out as a favor. It's Total. so crazy. No, it's so, you know, it's so wild and... I do think this yeah. leads us to our next question, yes. though. Girl, what girl, girl are you? Overall, what am I? I've never thought about that. I've thought about the, like, Sex in the City. What character are we you? We were kind of alluding to Lena Hanna earlier. I think so. You're so much brighter, though. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like the creative thing, the, like, Maybe a little you know, Shoshana in a there. Little, that's a thing, though. I feel like... Ugh, I don't want to be annoying, but I'm like, can I have? A, you can like, have too. Well, like, Do if I, ha- I'm thinking rising. out loud here. I'm thinking out loud. I feel like I have Shoshana's uptightness. Mm-hmm. I 
have uh, Hannah's, you know, writerly dreaming big and is annoying about it, Mm -hmm. OCD vibe. I have Marnie's, I guess I really am nothing like Marnie. I just, I think my character is like Marnie. Which has right. something people I think have if said. Marnie was around now, you might dress most similar. Yes, I'll take that. I mean, it's a also, compliment. She's, yeah, yeah. Like, I would love to be her. Like, if I had to be, you know, one of them. And then Jessa, no, I have literally nothing in common with Jessa. You're so both it's, blonde. We're blonde. We're literally <laughs> blonde. And I also thrifted this dress, you know. Oh, so in that way, um, but like, no, I'm actually so opposite her because I'm she I'm so much more uptight and I've never been to Europe. So <laughs> I'm gonna say Hannah. I'm gonna say Hannah Locking with a little Hannah. dose, maybe a dose of Shosh. Yeah, I but can I'm gonna see. say Hannah. Fun Hannah. Sense. Thank you for locking me through that. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the question, I got really scared. I said, I don't know what to say. And then as we kind of like had oh, that's a what we're here about for. it, we figured yeah. out. We're shamans. We figured it out. We're shamans for girls. We, yeah. yeah, we figured it out. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, okay, so then for this episode specifically, maybe also, yeah, Hannah. Hannah. Perfect. She's like doing her little writing. She's kind of on life. up and up. She, she's feeling good. Yeah. Like, this is like Hannah at her best, I feel like, in this episode. Totally. Like, what this kind of when, guy are you dating? Like, would you date an Adam? Would I date an Adam? I date an Adam, but like a slightly oh, more yeah, normal. Yeah, 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 of course. Like, he's definitely a little He has too a career off. path. For me, but Maybe I like later I, seasons. Adam. Yeah, yeah. I would have, but I also, I actually think like I probably would have dated a Charlie over an Adam. Right. Totally. Like a little nice bit more normie. Yeah. And just obsessed with you. Normie obsessed with you. I, I can't get that. over the grilled pizza line when Marnie's like, we were going to make grilled pizzas. And then he walked out. You're like, she's like, how am I not so confused? I love grilled pizza though. That was that so, is funny. so funny. I've never had grilled pizza. You probably haven't. Oh, no. I didn't know I was going to go there. No, no, we're talking <laughs> about that. But, um, but yeah, okay. Sorry, I got off my answer. No, yeah, it was no, beautiful. Okay. okay, I'll ask you, Amelia. Okay. Girl, what girl are you? In this episode, I am Angie, Amy Schumer's character. Oh, <laughs> wait, I wish I had said that. Literally, <laughs> anytime any one of my friends is dating anyone, I'm like, they're such a piece of shit. Oh, yes. Loser, fuck them. They didn't text you back for three minutes. Die. It's so funny. And the describe thing is like piece of dog shit. It's so 2014 vernacular to be like breaking down something like that. So good. Like ears wax. It's like stuff like that. And when she, I laughed out loud when she goes to Hannah, she goes, were you in a rush? Yeah. It's so like it's, it's funny. Couldn't so have been better. Funny. Couldn't have been better. Uh, yeah. Love Angie. Amy Schumer kills it every time. She's really funny in that scene. Yeah. They're both so good. The other girl. Natalia. That yeah. was also Natalia's interesting because I feel like from what I remember when she was in the season prior and like yeah. dating Adam, I felt like we got the more normal side of her. Yeah. And this Definitely. was like when her crazy She kind of goes Jersey here. Huh? I'm like, I'm watching her. She's going Jersey. Like mm. she's going. Yeah, we see yeah, her really she, like a different side of her was yeah, yeah, yeah. good at emotional regulation. Yeah, it's like obviously she was really affected by Adam ghosting her. Yeah. And she let him have it. Again, another Jewish character because her mother is the most Jewish woman alive. Totally. Is that true? Yeah, we see her. It's um, what's that actress's name? Have you ever seen um Unbreakable Kimmy Smith? It's like the one with the big crazy curly hair. Carol, yeah. Oh, that's her. Mo- oh my god. In this show. Oh my. Oh yes. Okay. And then also the other thing I wanted to say about okay, another kind of like I'm like the problematic, <laughs> but something else that I do want to rewatch, and I literally like remember like this is a core memory because I was like in my like feminist era where I'm like watching girls and watching Orange, and I'm starting to like understand. Yeah, things. what did 2016 look for, like for you? Where you, you, you were pink pussy hat. I was like I, I was too. I was in DC in 2016. I wasn't I I wasn't pink pussy hat just because I was learning why pink pussy hat was yeah. like because yeah. I was at Smith. When you go to Smith it's like feminism is your like right. actual education there <laughs> and you can't get anything wrong. Um <laughs> otherwise they'll really come for you. But um but I was definitely still like learning about things. Mm-hmm. These were two very formative pieces for me in terms of that. And I remember it was like I was watching those things and I was in this class with these women, you know, and women. It's so schools. over. That is Oberlin. It was like, so, you're Smith, Oberlin. It felt you're like that. Crossover. I was in this class. This was still in high school, like about but knowing I was going about to be going to Smith. Yeah. I was in this class and we talked about this particular episode, Natalia, Natalia, whatever. Uh do you remember the episode last season where they hook up 
And Adam is kind of like aggressive. Yes. Get on all fours. Yes. Yes. So I haven't rewatched that again since I was in high school. But we talked about that episode in class. And I remember my (laughs) – literally, at this point, I'm really intellectualizing this. But I remember the the teacher saying – and it was really cool for me too because it was the first time I was like – I'm like in this room with only girls and we're able to like talk about these things. I know. I I hope HBO did marketing on like small liberal arts colleges campuses because it's like that's the perfect demographic You watch girls and you're like, I guess I'm going to go to a liberal arts You know the Red Bull girls that like go to colleges and like hand out Red Bulls? It's like I hope they did it. I girls. really hope like, they really did. Options a tiny furniture. Absolutely, because <laughs> it was so so important. And They're I remember wompers. her saying, the teacher saying, "I uh, she was like, you know, she was like, a soul is about isn't about love. Like rape isn't mm. about sorry trigger warning isn't about love. It's about power. And so it was kind of like the first time I had like a you know a smart authority figure it, kind of breaking the dynamics yeah. of a sexual right. encounter and what was wrong with it. It's, like breaking that down a, for me, and that was really yeah. interesting. Totally. And I I think and then I remember too like. I remember what happens in that scene, but again, I had now that I'm an adult, I want to watch it again. And I'm curious to see how bad that was because I remember too, in the same way you were saying about Jessa, and you're like, we're supposed to be rooting for her, but she's doing this like terrorizing thing. Yeah. I remember kind of having a hard time after that, like seeing Adam the same because I feel like they had him do this really gross thing and then they just kind of like moved on from it. Yeah. And and in this episode, she says, like, the cum in my hair, like, I had to go get a blowout. But that I, – I remember thinking that was kind of weird because I was like, wasn't that kind of like a really serious scene that was meant for us to, like, analyze the power dynamic of sexual encounters right. between know, men and yeah. women? And Jemima now we're Kirk, making a joke yeah, exactly. of it. Jemima you know Kirk I mean? has been on uh, Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast and they're like, could girls happen today? And her response is because of – the uh, Me Too movement, we couldn't really have girls because of the level of consent the show doesn't really respect. Yeah. I also think, like, with this show, like, Lena specifically does all these scenes without necessarily being like, and this is bad. Like, right. And she kind of leaves it up in the air for the viewer to decide, but she's basically going at it like, mm. it's uh, nuanced. You can't. That's pick, why the show but is so like good you today. Watch it and yeah, you're like, it's actually not nuanced. That is rape. It's like, well, now I kind of think Adam is rapey, but like, also you want me to love him, and I yeah. do love him. I love Adam Driver, and I love the character, and he's our male lead. But now I'm like feeling confused exactly. about yeah. who's who I'm rooting for, and well, yeah, and I remember seeing, and again, this it's so odd because again, it's such a mixed. I think that's the thing with girls; it's such a mixed bag. It's such. Funny moments and moments that we're so happy have happened on television because they've paved the way for these other great things that have happened mm-hmm. since mixed with these really icky moments where, again, it was such a funny scene. Amy Schumer coming up <laughs> and, you know, giving it to Adam and like, but but then for her to be referencing this like borderline assault scene and then now making a joke of it, it's like, like you're saying, well, yeah. what were we supposed to think of it? Like now we're just supposed to forget about the fact that we saw our like beloved main character do this really gross thing to a woman and like not have any, um, you know, growth remorse from it or, or remorse. It was, it was, and I, I do remember thinking these things when I was younger, but I, I didn't get it. Like I couldn't right. click. It couldn't click. And so, it again, very interesting episode to rewatch for a lot of those reasons. It, yeah, totally. it's uh, there's so many little macro. I mean, I just teach in high school i went to an alternative school in high mm. school and um, so all <laughs> yeah, sorry yep but Love. it was kind of like the liberal arts like aesthetic like all the teachers you called by their first name and i had this english teacher and mm. we were talking about rape because it was every like a smith dialogue we would have in classrooms like mm-hmm. very candid and she was talking about how she's been raped two times and how women should get over being raped because it happened to her 20 years prior and like people oh make such God. a big deal of it and it's kind of you like were in a, high school, yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Keep going. No, really. Well, yeah. And also, there's another point I'll make in a second, but um, it's very something because it's something Jess is almost alluding to in her own speech, being like, yeah. She for, she apologizes later on, but at first she's like, get over being raped. It's like, don't make it about yourself. My teacher is making such a similar point in this situation. But then three kids from my 25 kid class grade were rapists. And you're like, I'm seeing I'm like, a pattern. I'm kind here. of seeing a pattern. You're like, here. I think that That's you feel empowered. Yeah. 
Um, that's crazy. I again uh, that I know about too, and these are like public stories, but like there obviously could be more, but like. Three for me to know about is it's a very high number so out of 14 weird. boys. It's so weird. And yeah. also it does remind me too of – um, I'm you're reminding me of like the how Jessica gets, comes into her room and gets on her bed and is like – and this is after her like terrorizing and outing her in front yeah. of all those people and is like, sorry, you're raped. Like me too. Hashtag me too. And like – and the optics there of like this white privileged white woman like coming into like – this, you know, yeah, this black woman's room, in, like, prancing in, in, laying down. You're lucky to have me here. You're lucky totally. to have me telling you you're a lesbian. You're lucky to have me lying on your bed and like, you know, getting with you. Yeah. Like, and and also, oh, by the way, like, get over like this ancestral, you know, horrific traumatic totally. thing. I mean, I guess we're supposed to be so like weird. highlighting how unhealed Jess is. Because Exa- even like exactly. her like yeah. getting mad and being like, well, I got over all of that when I was five. And it's like, nobody gets over But like, clearly five. not. You're yeah. in rehab. So again, it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it is, I guess, the thing. Um, That Uh-oh. was so raw. <laughs> that was so raw. Um, but I think it, it is the thing of like, <laughs> me too. I think it's the thing too of, um, again, it's just like with all writing, if you're thinking of all of your characters as human beings, <laughs> you're probably not going to be doing anything offensive. It's like what you were saying about Elijah, but it's very clear in this episode that that character is Her, just yeah. a prop in Jessa's oh, tasty. In, like yeah. you're saying, showing us that Jessa's all messed up. Yeah. You know, but then I do think the thing that people get about with girls is the way that they'll do something like that, use this character as a prop, uh, you know, to make a point about the white character and um, and never have any sense of like, you know, nothing really bad happens to Jessica because of it. She gets kicked out, but she wanted to get kicked out. Like there's no sense of a kind of like a, a moral uh, compass, like a, a commentary yeah. from yeah. the creators going, and that was not okay. And I think it's because they didn't really know it well, at the time that it Lena's was. Lena's okay. what, 25 here? Yes. And I, yeah. I do think, but you know, I do feel like Jess is a very real depiction of like a lot of people's experience. It's like being uh, as a victim of essay, it's like, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's sometimes you like, she's not healed. Like she's talking about how the her father figure in rehab is like, you have father, daddy. And she's like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. Like she's just so. Ref- she doesn't want to reflect on herself. She doesn't want to internalize anything. Mm. She doesn't want to actually go through the process of totally. actually healing because she's actually so broken. But she's to the point where she actually is – she's knowledgeable, right? Like her whole description, she's so worldly and she's like, I had fun. But it's like you learned a lot as well. She's still like trying yeah. to intellectualize her experiences. Yeah, She's trying to intellect ex- – She's like, I know everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. We see this all the time. Like people are, think they're too smart to actually have a problem. Mm, or it's like I'm aware of what these yeah, things exactly. are. So it's I fine. There's nothing you can tell she, me. Yeah. Yes. It's like I know I'm problematic. So gotcha. And it's like, no. Totally. So, so I feel like kind of conclusion <laughs> yeah. of that storyline based on what you're saying, it's a little bit like the good in it is, okay, this is an interesting thing to explore, you know, there's, you know, value in that. But the way that they did it, yeah. in my opinion, caused har- – I, I I felt the harm watching it. Like, I thought that was so yeah. – I was like, oh. But, I mean, you know, so it's, again, that mixed bag thing of, you know, taking it with a grain of salt. Like, okay, this is an interesting arc for her, but the way they're going about the arc is – I will say yeah. Jessa does deliver one of my favorite lines I've ever which heard on one? TV, which is like – and she wears a scrunchie. She's like, I've never worn a fucking scrunchie in my life, but you want to wear a scrunchie. It's <laughs> yes, so it's those funny. moments. You always meet people who are like, you've ridden a horse before. It's like, no, I haven't. It's like, you're riding horses. You love horses. No, you love. It's, it's, it's a little vibe. also, it's giving sex in the city a little too. Remember like scrunchie yes. gate? With yeah. Scrunchie gate. <laughs> I love that episode where she's like, I love that episode. And then he leaves her on a post. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The episode Sex in the City where um, she's dating the writer guy, Burger. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. And, and then – Yeah, he, exactly. It's a really great it's episode. It's her favorite scrunchie. It's she her, has to go back for it. So, no, this is this is the one where – this is the one where she's dating a writer. And he loves she his family. She reads his book and she's like so worried she's going to hate his book. But she loves his book. And she tells oh, him like, oh, yes, oh my yes, God. Yes. Okay, totally. Thank God I love the book. And in like a joking fashion, she's like, there's just one note. One note. Oh, yes. This girl okay, would not wear a scrunchie. So <laughs> Women in Manhattan don't wear scrunchies. And he's such a narcissist. He's such like an egotistical writer with such mm-hmm. a, you know, 
bruised ego that all he hears from her is the scrunchy comment and not the fact that she loved the book. And so then they're in line and he goes, there's a woman with a scrunchie and she goes, she's not from New York. Oh. And then she, he goes, and then they tap her on the shoulder and she's like, they're like, excuse me, where is Grand Central or whatever? And she's like, oh my God, I'm from the South. <laughs> like, I can't believe you thought I was from Manhattan. And he, and then like, yes. then he like breaks up with her basically. And Anyways, the Jewish family though The there. cultural yeah, significance exactly. of scrunchies and women's media. That's so funny. That's thesis. a TED Talk. Thesis. I really do think you have to thesis. run with that. Absolute thesis. Yeah. Now but it's time. Time to lean into Lena. So this segment, we're kind of just going to unpack Lena Dunham's brain. What the hell is mm-hmm. she thinking? How did we kind of? What the just, hell yeah. was she thinking? Mm-hmm. What the hell was she thinking? But then also, kind of what the hell byline. was she thinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Okay, we covered Jessa rehab. Let's dive into Marnie. I think a little Marnie actually. I love that we're starting this episode and she's in New Jersey and her mom's like, "I have my life together," and and it's like. Okay, you're in North New Jersey yeah. living alone in a Sleeping condo. Sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, they gave her, like, kiddish sheets where she's just, like, so, like, doing bad. And she's totally. like, I have my life together. I have a job where people respect me. She's a barista, like, mm-hmm. at Ray's new. <laughs> oh, you're her empowered speech. She's like, I have a job where people respect me. I've changed everything about myself. What do you mean I haven't changed? And it's like, you haven't. Your soul's so I mean, she, she is, like, saying, like, I've changed everything on the outside, like everything on paper that would make it seem like I have moved on and am okay. But she hasn't like processed anything emotionally. So that's why she's feeling so terrible still. And I don't really remember, you know, where this fits into her relationship with Charlie. So Charlie's kind of like right at the end of season two, they're like, Charlie's like, I'm committing to you as well. Like, let's have babies. Like, let's go for it. Season three, we've kind of written Charlie off. Like, because that's when like he leaves she, the show. She sung like. for him at his work event, mm-hmm. and then they get back together, and she's like, "I'm ready to like marry you and have your babies." And Charlie's like, "Me too, I guess. I love you." And then that's season They're two like, finale, grilled pizza. And then by yeah. that, by yeah, the, yeah, and yeah. By the so, time of season three, it's like Charlie has changed his mind, and Marnie's devastated. So I feel like, um. Don't we, again, not really remembering how they got to that point, but I mean, isn't that whole arc with Marnie that like she never really actually liked him that much? And Yeah. And so it feels like that typical thing when like your friend is so upset over a guy where you're like, you didn't even like him, (laughs) but you're just upset that he's not giving you what you want. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's such a classic Marnie thing. I mean, she literally was like, get away from me. Like I'm over you. And then like she career wise lost her job and felt a little lost. And he got a bunch of funding for an app Mm -hmm. based off of her. So he's like rich and successful now. And so now she's like, I actually do like him. Yes. And I feel like, I feel like Marnie really does stuff like that the whole show. Oh, 100%. By the end, she's still doing stuff like that, I feel like. She chases chases images. Like, she chases, like, with Desi, as we get into that, like, dating a musician who, like, has a successful career and is an actor. Like, she's always, like, she always sees people for what they are on paper. And she gets worse, I feel like. Because I feel (laughs) like in the first season – and this is also something that I – I remember in real time watching and being disappointed by was I felt that the first season felt more female friendshipy. It felt more like, oh my God, you guys were best friends in college and now you're in New York and you felt like there was such an understanding between them. Yeah. Like in the bathtub scene where they're making fun of Charlie and it's like Hannah and Marnie, like in the in the pilot. And I feel like she just becomes less of a friend and just more of a narcissist and, you know. Which no, you're sad, 100% right. right? I, we kind of see – like, we have such an image. I think people really depict Marnie as her first two seasons. As, like, mm-hmm. when they think of Marnie Michaels, it's, like, totally what's happening in season one and two. And then we kind of – as we progress into the show, Marnie is unraveling and, like – She gets so lost. She, yeah, gets, she gets so, so lost. lost in the music career of it all. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny to see her completely – like, she's so unraveled at this point. She's at the worst we've seen her where she's like, doesn't have Charlie. It's, like – even in a worse career than I would say even being like a hostess at a gentleman's club. Like a cop – not the coffee shops are bad, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's like she's probably making less money now. And a gentleman's club where you can like find connections, whatever. And she's kind of – she's like so heartbroken. And mm-hmm. Adam – but Adam does this amazing thing we watch where he gives us such an empowered speech to her about how her, his heart was broken and how to grow from that and how like love is being used. And making sure that you're being used in a way you want to be used. 
and it like really turned something in Marnie and we'll definitely see as the season goes on but like this where's a switch a little bit here where Marnie really trying to prioritize herself when that speech happened I mean partly this is because Adam Driver is just so good and can say anything but it it is those little speeches like that one he gave those like poetic you know, almost like taking you out of the reality of the moment a little bit type of moment that I feel like that those are the moments like that's why girls was what it was exactly because it's like you, I, you know, even just like with this, like, you know, this quote, <laughs> the fact that I like re- was like, yes. And like, I could probably say that by heart. Like, it's those little tidbits. This is even a popular quote. Literally, literally. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, that was kind of the magic of it a little bit yeah. was those poetic moments with people like him, you know, and, and it, it's not actually narratively that impactful of a moment because as we know, I like Marnie doesn't like take that advice really. <laughs> I mean, I guess she kind of does in her weird way, but it's, yeah, these little moments of like, remember the moment where he is talking about breaking him and Hannah breaking up and he's talking about like soap or so do you remember that whole model it comes later it's yes, like yes, way yes, later yes, yes, you yes. know what I mean it's just those little things where you're like it's like it's poetic and it, it, I think that, that that's he what really is an actor it's like when he's so good he's such an actor yeah and it's and it's also you look at it too it's like a funny mix between those moments and then like the really like the scrunchy one you were talking about like the, the bombastic like this wouldn't actually happen in real life mm-hmm. and I feel like you know, the tone of it was something interesting too to see again because I think that when I was young, I was like, realism, realism. And then you watch it now and you're like, this feels like a cartoon. Like it's so anti-realistic yeah. and it, in a fun way. But I think at the time, maybe that's because there wasn't as much realism that I was watching at that time, maybe because this paved the way for some of that at, mm-hmm. in that era. But I, it's just interesting how looking back on this episode, it's like, okay, you have a mix of these like crazy moments where like Amy Schumer is going to come up to them and say she's pregnant. Like that's a crazy thing to do and be and yell. And like, that feels like, so fake like that would never happen it feels in real like life something in that you, like, way imagine in a shower exactly it's like a fantasy moment yeah. for her to storm and be like i'm not paying it's like yes. that's a fantasy moment for i fantasy think everyone ever like, lived you can't pay, like you already paid at the coffee shop to- it's like it's not real <laughs> and then you have moments like this so it's like like poetic moments i feel like that's a lot of girls it's mm-hmm. like the fantasy moments the poetic moments but then also some things that are very grounded and real totally and it's just funny when you're younger and you're like, this is so realistic. And then you watch it back and you're like, it's not, but there is a different value in it and it's fun. And yeah. it's, it just is interesting to, I think, have been younger watching this and then watching it again. And it's definitely like the first time I watched it, I took everything so seriously. Yes, like, me too. This, they mean that. This no, is how, literally. This is how it is. And I thought I'm it like, was so serious. Satire. Also the fantasy elements too of like another Sex in the City thing I was yeah. thinking about was just like, how are they affording like these apartment? Like I'm like you, you're a barista, and he's like an a struggling actor who like has no income. I'm like <laughs> so- it, in prime Greenpoint. And yeah. then when, when she goes to the um, what was it like? Was it a therapist like for OCD therapist? Or remember when she? Yeah, I think her parents are probably helping. That probably that. makes sense. Yeah, I literally was like, how do you even have health insurance? Like she's I'm 24. just thinking of all the logistics. She's 24. She's, she's 24. Oh, she's 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's 24. That makes sense. She's not her parents. So. But I was also like, how are you doing this in the middle of the day? Like, do you know, just all no, those logistical a lot, like, things happening logistically? That's like you're okay. like, this isn't. Where's oh, the money? I the, love where's that the money? Scene though, because every time we go to a therapist, they do want to make it about themselves, and even when they. He's trying to make yes. it about himself. He won't go all the way. He's like, the I paper have- <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, I thought we were talking about me. And he's like, well, something crazy happened to me once. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, wait, tell me more about the paper mache. She's yeah. like, I don't want to. You know? No, that was so funny. Um, it's also like also, I think part of the fantasy landness of girls is the amount of guest stars and just little moments of random characters. Even just the fact that Daniel Brooks and Amy Schumer both in this episode yeah. um, in such different ways, you know. It's almost like Glee for like real yeah. yeah, it's like Gwyneth Paltrow is going to be on an app. Definitely. <laughs> She's coming. And there's also an element too of besides just special guest stars, just so many like the publisher guy or the therapist guy, there's so many it feels so not real and grounded in the sense of just like all these random people are there just popping in, you know. But but again, it's I'm not saying all of that in a bad way. I think it, you know, again, I'm I'm really just trying to remember 
watching this when I was a kid and being so amazed by it. Like I was amazed. And now that I understand writing more and I understand this time period more, it's like I definitely wasn't aware of how not grounded it was. But it is a testament to like, okay, in the ways that it wasn't grounded, like what did we get from it? it like what were the special yeah. things we did get from it not being grounded? The thing you have to like walk away from to really – it's like maybe we didn't understand what 2012 looked like or 13, 14 because mm-hmm. we were living it. Mm-hmm. We were and now that we've kind of taken a step back, we were, were like, living what it. the hell was going on there? Mm-hmm. We're going to do the same thing now. Mm-hmm. Right? We always do that. We always like see like ourselves as a child and why were we acting that way? Why were we doing- and this because it's a cultural hindsight moment. twenty twenty. It really, and you know what? It really is. It really, yeah, is. It really and is. that's the thing that they say because it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm always like, realizing yeah. that when I yeah. read back my journal entries, I'm like, oh my god, you thought, and no, and, and no. no, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's why girls works better now. Definitely, totally. In, in some ways, okay. in some ways, leaning into Lena. What's left? Who didn't we cover? Shows. Well, we didn't talk Hannah. Oh, yeah. We have so much to do. <laughs> I feel like Hannah, they do this thing where there are certain seasons or, or arcs where she's in a good place and she's kind of chilling. And I feel like this is – I feel like yeah. they kind of did this thing of like we're not really going to give these episodes to her because like she's in a good place. So we're going to focus more on like Marnie being in a bad yeah. place. Yeah, exactly. You know, they Jessa did, being in a bad place. They opened up this season the same way they've opened up the last two seasons. So in season one, it's like the slow like pan of Hannah in bed with Marnie. And then season two, it's Hannah and Elijah. And this season, it's Hannah and Adam. Mm. So it's like showing that she's still codependent on a new person. This time, it's like with her ex. And like the way she's like really leaning into like, Adam takes care of me. Like mm-hmm. he's making sure I take my medicine. Who cares that he... Well, it also shows how deeply flawed of a person she is because if someone so easily can throw away friendships like that, it's like they're, they're the problem. Mm-hmm. We always mm-hmm. see that. Like... Any friendships, anytime I've ever had a friendship with someone that just like ended it because they were like, I'm done with this. It's always like you're doing that all the time. A, Mm -hmm. it's so easy for you. And B, it's like you're the problem. No, it's like disturbing. And and it's something that when I see, yeah, when you, I always judge a character based on what kind of a friend they are. And I feel like that's part of why I was saying it. It bothered, even in this episode, she was like, it's so nice to see my friends. I hate them so much less when I've seen, when I see them. I'm a person than when I'm not with them. I don't love that because. I, I love think, my friends always. Yeah, and it's like I can understand like sometimes, you know, she d- hates her friends. But I remember, again, being younger and as the seasons progressed, being bummed by that and like wanting it to be much more about female friendship than it became. Like even right. by the end of the series, I feel like they like all hate each other. Well, I think that's what Lena yeah. I guess that's the point. Is about. I mean, mm. it is like we do know now that like all of Lena's friends from that time have kind of like – not right. continued on. Right. Like Jemima was like she was talking about it on yeah, a podcast. Yeah, we had to like move on from that. Yeah. Cuz it was so just wild. too she loves her job so much. Mhm. Which like huh. I get it. Food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. But her in this episode, I think we're setting up for season 3 that she's like doing better career-wise. Which well, even does it like the Marnie's like Sorry, no, we can talk about you after she's like devastated by news mm-hmm. of Charlie. And she's like, no, let's not talk about me, how amazing I'm doing with my book deal. Let's talk about you. It's like, she literally yeah. made about I mean, she again. did have the dinner party just so she could prove to herself that Adam isn't what Natalia says he is. Like, yeah. the way yes. she was like, we're having the dinner party so I can make sure that you care about me more than you care about Natalia. And what happened with Natalia isn't going to happen to me because you care about me more. Yes. Which is Yes, which healthy. is not – yeah, exactly. It's super healthy. Yeah. It's super healthy. <laughs> yeah. That's how we should all kind of like it's go about things. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's yeah. so funny. I love that. I think we did a pretty good job. I hate the way Adam is like – No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Acts like a dog. What is he – he makes some like growling noises when she's like – Oh, yeah, he does. That's like his signature. Do- like, can we talk? You're like, can, can we, we actually talk, talk as humans? <laughs> uh, I get so mad about Adam. I love how mad you get. Also, Ray in the beginning, Ray just loving Amy Schumer and like loving the drama. Oh, this chick – it's so funny. Like he's just – Ray's like, good here. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about just that. Just smiling. Yes. He's like, I love this. I'm like, you have your fun, Ray. And I love that Hannah followed Ray to the coffee shop he's not a manager of. Because at the end of the season, he got to be a manager of the new Grumpy. Yes. And it, right, Prospect Heights. And Prospect Heights, which is like, that's nowhere near Greenpoint. But it's yes. because um, that's where Adam lives. Yeah, well, now Adam lives with Hannah. Hannah. Mm-hmm. So, and actually Ray totally lives in Hannah. that apartment. Mm. But no worries. It's crazy. No that worries. Marnie <laughs> works there. I never remembered that Marnie was a barista at. It's Grumpy's. so quick. 
I did not remember that. Even when she came, I, I'm only putting it together with you guys saying that because when she came in, I thought that she was just covering a shift as a friend. I didn't mm. realize she worked there. It's an American story though for um mm. your friend to work at a coffee shop and, and when you're, you're like, down bad, I there. guess I'll work at that coffee shop too. That's totally. really an American it's story. It's very New York. It's Our very New York. Jacob or whatever was just talking about how he once went in to work a shift at Chili's or Applebee's as oh, his friend really and funny. quit on his behalf. Oh, his friend so was like, too scared to quit his job. So th- no one knew what really, I guess like no one's ever really paying attention to his friend. Oh so he went in, worked two hours as his friend and then was like, at the end was like, I'm quitting this job. And they're like, okay, oh, bye. Oh my God. I they just went to a Chili's by the way. Really? In Connecticut? It? it was in Massachusetts. I was like, this is sick. And also <laughs> I know someone who, I'm pretty sure this is the story, worked at a Chili's for one day and then it burnt down. So then he got unemployment. No. So amazing. <laughs> Who burned down the chilies? Probably him. <laughs> he didn't. So that is Isn't so that fun? funny. That I fun? love that. You have yeah. really amazing antidotes. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Yeah, wait, I want that to happen to me. I know, me too. That should happen to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that should. Just wait, like we keep burning gate. things open down. Back up really quick. Like, open it up. Manifest that. Yeah. Yes. Write that down for Absolutely. the people. Um, but yeah, it'll be exciting to see what Hannah gets up to this I think season. it's yeah. time for Girl, get your Glock. It's rapid fire time. Okay, um, are you school girl or are you at school girl? I'm school girl. Why is Marnie mad at you? Because I told her she was wrong about something. What's your favorite utensil? Um, a spoon. Would you rather live in a nice building facing an ugly building or an ugly building facing a nice building? Um, a nice building facing an ugly building. Are you a voice of a generation or a voice of a generation? Um, I said it wrong. Are you a voice the, of a generation or a voice of a generation? Like I'm of the generation or a voice of a generation. I think I'm I'm the voice of my generation, you know, according to me. Yes. Yeah. What would you say to Adam at the coffee shop if you were Natalia? I would probably have just glared at him and walked away. <laughs> or been like, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't have played it the way she played it. Okay, next one. I'm bad at rapid fire. No, no, no. How many tacos is too many tacos? No, no, n- no Never. number. <laughs> <laughs> no number. Oh I really incredible. butchered the rapid fire, but... It's okay. Yeah. Everyone does it their own way. Yeah. Everyone really does do it their own way. Then verse now. We can, well, this is now. quick. Okay, let's dive Ready? in. I, what? I, I, I have fun one. Okay, go. Yeah. Okay, I love that Um, there's a chocolate cup when Hannah's meeting with her manager and he's like, the cup's edible? In that time period, we were going to Dominic, what, Dominic's An- ba- Ansel. Yes. No, 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 no. Right? Dominic Ansel's Bakery in Soho. Yes. We all were getting the like Corona. A, yeah, exactly. We we're going to cookie shots, edible things that were like were food. Incredible. Or plates that were food. Incredible. Chocolate so- syringe at Max Brenner. Yes, chocolate syringe at Max Brenner's. Yes. I did every single elementary school birthday I had was at Max Brenner's. That's incredible. Me a chocolate I, know, syringe. I missed all this lore. That's incredible. Because we were in the New York area. So Wait, yeah, my New York friends now? taught me about that when I was a kid. Yeah. What's, what's happening now? What would it be now? What would be American Ooh. Girl Doll Cafe? I feel like it's the Oh, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. What they did in that. That's satire like girls. Yes. It's, it is people wanting to like do that. But yeah, exactly. It's like making fun of, I feel like, the 2010s. Right. You yeah. know? That's yeah, kind of what's keeping like, the brand alive, that? unfortunately. Mm. Totally. <laughs> okay, another one, Ugg boots. It's so funny for Jess to be like, and my grandma's hanging up these really cool pair of Australian shoes. They're called Uggs. That was so funny. We're having a roundabout here. We're having here. a renaissance. They're back. Yeah. Oh, so. they're back. I really want to get the platform ones for the yes. fall. Yeah. Yeah. I want those. You have to see. I heard this on a different podcast where it's like, those are really cute, but first see someone in person wear them and then see how you feel. Because you've seen Bella Hadid in them and now you get to see so a girl around the street in them. So true. I've yeah. seen a girl on the street wear them and she looked really cool. She And you're like, I'm going to say this right now. She looks really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. I Absolutely. got the neon ones that are plastic on the outside mm-hmm. and that's felt really good. Mm-hmm. No, they're big for you. Yeah, I have red really ones. Sick. They're so fun. I love them. <laughs> I really want the platform ones. Well, you see photos of behind the scenes in girls. Uh, like if you yeah. see them behind the scenes, they're always in Uggs. Oh, really? They're oh, literally yeah. always in Uggs. Awesome girl too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> jeans, low key. Like, uh. <laughs> oh my god, Serena! Every single time you like film her, and yeah, like, she's they're, like, so she's in joggers below she's the belt. So in Uggs I love that part with like a little sweater. <laughs> yeah. 
And then Bedford Avenue is the last thing I wrote down, which is they just refer to that because Adam runs into Charlie on Bedford Avenue. It's like Adam would never be on Bedford Avenue today. He doesn't need to go to Whole Foods. He doesn't have to go to little. He would not be there today. No, he would not be. I'm there not today. seeing someone. He's not a Joe. He's like, where is he? Up. Like, he's at like Catbird getting yeah. zapped. Catbird. <laughs> he's getting a zap. Yeah. He's at a Catbird. Yeah. He's at the wedding annex. Yeah, where? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny that Hannah's like, no, Marnie, I didn't see Dip-teak. him. <laughs> a woke. Yeah. He's at like woke. picking out a he's picking out a skirt <laughs> at a woe. <laughs> right? Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Okay, we did it. Yay! Yay! We did it. Thank you so much. Oh this my god, you guys! Such a delight. Such you are so lovely. fun. I'm so happy we finally this did it. This is amazing. Too. I've Thank you so really much. Excited about it. Wait, anything you can plug? You, yeah, you, you want to plug anything? Oh, do you have any live shows? Um, <laughs> check me out on the internet, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, Instagram. Thank do you. you. Thread. Yeah, I've thread. Seen you on I thread. I thread. You're killing. You're building a crowd. It's you have to thread. You have to thread. Really? Oh. Yeah, straight as a string <laughs> <laughs> or, or don't or don't or don't or don't but yeah no pressure guys you rate um, and review if you can um and thank you so much and this has been the best happy yes. season three this happy was season three. thanks for kicking us off thank you guys so much for having me yeah, this was so you're fun. a perfect first guest oh for my god season. that's okay thank you so much that was amazing we'll be back next week bye <laughs> bye guys I like you said that. yeah me too i love that